St. Pete Sam, and that's my brother, Max Flowers, and this is Under the Influencer. The show where we sit down for a drink with the influential people of Tampa Bay. And on today's episode, I'm very excited about this because you are like <laughs> OG of radio, but also have become this huge personality with our Tampa Bay Lightning, the in-game host. We have Greg Wolf here. Thank you guys for having me. This is uh, it's a pretty sweet setup you have here, so thank you for making me feel at home. I, I love it up here. <laughs> Well, yes. Thank you again for being here. Thank you and, for having me. And I definitely want to kind of start at the beginning. What's funny is like right before this, I was, you know, just looking at your Instagram once again. Of course. And um, <laughs> accidentally clicked on your throwback page. Yes. Do you run the throwback page? I do. I do. So I'll be, I'll be honest with you. So... The throwback page is... I'm going to pull it up real quick. You can. I doubt Max has seen it, so I'm just going to show him look. one. Okay, I'm going to show him the most recent post. Okay, the most recent <laughs> is the is the, is the the photo with Ludacris um, with the plush nightclub girls. Um, this is going back oh. <laughs> to the early 2000s. Um, so there was kind of a changing of the guard this year um, with regards to like socials, right? So for the longest time... I kept the moniker from the radio days and which was Ken third leg Greg. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into the story of how that all came <laughs> to be because I'm to know. sure there's a, there's a whole story behind it. Right. And, my list. and we'll get to that story. Um, but the third leg Greg um, for the longest time, because of, like you said, the longevity in the market. So I was like, I didn't want to lose the following, the fan base that knew me from the wild 98.7 days. So I kept it for forever up until literally this year. And so I had another opportunity this season um, with the lightning to kind of take over the bolts block party podcast when Seth was like taking the gig out in LA. And so like things just kind of transpired really quickly. And so I kept the name still up to that point. However, um, we had some conversations about obviously verification. This is before Twitter like switched up the whole verification process and all of that. And they were saying, listen, like that is holding you back in, in essence. And I just literally had like this epiphany moment. I was like, why are you holding on to that? Right. right? So you've, you're so far removed from that. I mean, that's like their late two thousands. Right. So that's kind of been removed from that aspect. You need to take the leap and and follow this path and so that's why i changed my social to greg wolf tbl and it was crazy because the day that i changed it to greg wolf tbl all of a sudden i was instantly verified <gasps> instantly oh my so you God. not even lying so the tim Bay lightning have you well they, they do but not on instagram that was literally instagram i don't know again like so were you like maybe flagged as like inappropriate i just think the name again like it's just one of those things where it could be it could go either way right? right and so it just was one of those things that it just there was a stigma attached to it but the reality is if you live in this area you know where that's from right so and you know the name so it was just a point where i was like i, I need to do this for my career and do it and that's kind of why it switched and so it's been a, a huge benefit since i switched my socials to greg wolf tbl now <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, the throwback account at Third Leg Greg was because I also didn't want the the people that have grown up here that remember that station. I have I the different the one thing I did differently when I was on the radio, and I hear this from other guys that I grew up with and worked on the radio with during that time, was they're like, dude, you documented everything you even this is before social media right this is like before like almost kind of like when myspace was like starting when i was like on the radio this so was like early 2000s it was like, late yeah this was like late 90 like 99 98 99 into the early 2000s so different time right yeah, around then. i'm trying to think of when my earliest facebook albums are probably 2007, like 2007 right, yeah. That, yeah. right around there that's kind of when things started to take off so i was in a world where we were ahead of our time so I knew even on the radio that we need to document everything, whether that was um, disposable cameras. I mean, we were kind of in the uh, two-way uh, pager phase, like with the hip hop artists, I had the two ways and like, so we were part of like the new technology and again, being on the radio at night, the night show guy, like I was, it was cool because again, when artists would come through, I 
you know, I had the Motorola two way, so I would get their two way and it allowed me to stay in contact with like fabulous and Sean Paul and like these people that I would never otherwise just because I was a guy on the air here in Tampa at night. So it, we were in a different time. And so I, but I knew we need to document people are going to want to see this stuff, whether it was when my street team of the wild bunch was out on the street doing street bits and crazy stunts, or we were in the clubs, like doing parties. I'm like, always had a camcorder and always had photos taken. So I documented so much. And so, again, for the people that live here that remember and they grew up listening to Wild, I cre- recreated that page to just allow people to relive what my career was like in a crazy time in radio, a crazy time in hip-hop, and just relive some of those memories. Because I have club photos from Club Excess and Empire and, like, all the... I haven't even oh scratched the surface, right? 1509. Like, I have so much stuff that I'm just going to use that page. It's just a nostalgia throw. Yeah. Because I, people, like, you want to see that stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. And, you know, working in radio now, you hear so much about, like, the heyday of radio. It's had so many eras of time, and I've only been in the last 10 years but I think I look at those pictures and I think that's got to be a piece of what I'm hearing. Yeah, about. yeah. that's like when uh, when Danielle was on on our show and she yes. talked about like her morning show days. I was like, ninety seven. Is yeah. this the same station? Fisher and Boy. Like, yeah, I remember like Fisher and Boy and like when they were on Wild, which you know, obviously um, the Morning X and like there's six degrees of separation in Tampa yeah. radio as it is. Um, but yeah, like we were in a different time. Like there's no way to, in today's day and age we would be able to get away with any, oh, yeah. any of the things that we were doing on the radio. Not even a chance. And artists do still come through. Um, with Alternative, we get a little bit more access because right. it's, you know, it's a more niche niche station sure they don't but beep they, you on the two-way <laughs> they don't beep me on the two-way and i don't feel like they came through at the the right. rate they used to yeah no i'm sure i think times have changed for sure yeah well you don't have machine gun kelly just like on your nokia um, flip <laughs> no i would i would love to say your yes sidekick? i'm trying to think if i have any artist phone number uh well it's I different do. now because social media you can f- hey follow me on yeah. social tw- instagram and you're connected that way i think the only one who gave me his number was um justin Furstenfeld of blue october and that's just because he's a very nice guy and i've met him now like four times <laughs> so at events just, okay so he's like okay. just text Keep me if touch, you need anything right. and i yeah. was like really nice. that's awesome <laughs> though like, but it was that i mean that just doesn't happen anymore <laughs> different times again you know changing the profile name though that's that's it i had a hard time letting go of my first yahoo account <laughs> sure <laughs> spy, spy groovy at yahoo i really didn't want to let that go okay i didn't want to be my name yes it was tough i was very attached to that one season mtv cartoon spy group that nice. i really connected with You do connect with your handles. I mean, I'm I'm St. Pete Sam, and I cannot a, let it go now. No, it's you. No, no. It's a part of who you are. Also, St. Pete's so big now. How many other Sams out there wish they were sure. St. Pete Sam? That's a good point. It's a very I good point. I have to hold on to the hand. If I ever have to move, though, I'm in trouble. True story, though. If you look on that page, like one of the very first posts I made on that Third Leg Greg page, I actually own the trademark to Third Leg Greg. Funny story, quickly. Really? Yes. I have the U.S. You can look on it. I have the U.S. patent and trademark. Go to that page and scroll towards the bottom i have the <laughs> i have the u.s trademark um as a character of as a brand and so long story short a kid in orlando oh, I see it. it's legit look there's the number the whole night i kind of blocked it out um this rapper dude in orlando um this is probably a few years ago this rapper dude in orlando was using that name and um, was making money like on the different websites, like the platforms and like selling downloads and all that. And so well, you I, were already using it? I've, I own the trademark of it. Oh. So I called my buddy who's a oh. trademark lawyer. I said, hey, I just found somebody tipped me off. There's a dude going by my third leg reg name in Orlando, a rapper. And I'm like, dude, literally like, down the road is using this name and he's making money off of my likeness. So mm-hmm. what What do I, how does this happen? What, what do we do, right? <laughs> he goes, you have, he's got two choices of what he can do and you let me know which way you want to go. Choice number one is um, he either has to completely change his name, cease and desist. You, you can no longer use this name. 
or two, he's going to have to give up a percentage of every <gasps> download, everything he's ever made, every future. And that's you to say to him, I'm giving you this option. You can keep the name, but you're going to have to pay me you for pay every, me for it. right. So uh, you'll have to get all the data of how many downloads he's going to owe you this money. You can oh. take him to court. He legally oh owes you this gosh. money. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is good to know that I've protected myself. So I like, like a gentleman, I reached out to this dude on uh, <laughs> socials or whatever and basically said, Hey, I'm letting you know I'm a radio DJ from down the street in Tampa. You're blatantly using my trademark name. Here's a copy of my trademark. You have two options. And I gave him both options. He basically told me to F off. He thought I was full of crap. So I said, oh, I basically said, okay, so you want to go that route? So immediately, (laughs) I said immediately, like he thought I was like, this is a joke or I must have been a hater or something like that. No, this is legitimate. Do your own research, dude. Google Third Leg Greg. Let's see how many names and pictures come up. You didn't do your due diligence before creating your rapper name? Okay. So I said, (laughs) let's, okay, we're going to go this route. So I immediately, um, Spotify, like all the different websites, I immediately sent them um, the cease and desist that my lawyer had drafted up. And I said, you have somebody on your platform who is in blatant trademark infringement and i will sue you just like i'm about to sue oh my they immediately God. all of his accounts were just like suspended <gasps> deleted everything wow. like he didn't exist he freaked out and he's messaging me on instagram like why did you do that who how could you do that i'm gonna lose all my followers my database he's like freaking out i said Lesson learned, kid. Lesson learned, kid. (laughs) And literally, the dude had to change his whole name, and he lost everything. Lesson learned, dude. Dude, If there's a lesson in this podcast, do your due diligence before ever creating a character, a name. Like, do your research because you need to know if somebody else already has it out there and you had no idea and you didn't do your research, you're going to get screwed just like that kid did. So that's a fact. I protected myself. Literally, and nobody can use that name in any sort of entertainment, branding, nothing. I own the trademark. If I see it, I am entitled to any piece of it. Well, I mean, that's good. I mean, because there's so many opportunities now to like start stuff by yourself. Like Mm -hmm. right, like a podcast or start. It's so easy to do something on your own now. Right. Even just an Instagram handle. Correct. You can make money on Instagram. Correct. Based upon your views and how much traffic you get and all those things. So, um, yeah, I I literally had to go that route. Do you think he's still out there uh he may i think he is i don't even remember what he changed his name to like it was i mean at that point you're to start all over like you have to change your whole name like people are gonna be like yeah okay dude fourth leg like frank (laughs) he's no no leg he's no legs greg so um yeah Well, I feel like this is a good time to back up a little further <laughs> okay. to where the name came where the from. Name came okay, from. so <laughs> when I was um, at USF, I was uh, studying mass communications at USF. And um, at the time I was going to USF, I was commuting to school at USF. My brother lived here in Florida with me and, me and my dad. My brother worked in a restaurant and in the restaurant in the kitchen, they listened to the Hooters on the radio morning show. And actually Monica from the Roger and JP show on the bone, yeah. she worked with Lynn Austin and BL and those girls when they were the sports chicks over at the other station, but going way, way back into the mid to late nineties Hooters on the radio uh, was an actual morning show. And they huh. were actually in the <laughs> feather sound building above where thunder, thunder and 98 rock were, but it was an AM station. Um, but they had a big signal and the morning show was like this morning zoo show. It was Lynn Austin. Who's the original Hooters girl who the whole brand was built around. It was BL. They had a, a producer's name was Spaniard. Their uh, board off was bill. His name was bill, but they called him bill with wood. And it was just a zany, crazy morning <laughs> yeah. show of these girls who yeah. athletes, it was all because she was married to Daryl Dalton, the professional baseball player. So it was this morning show sports, but uh, popular culture. It was just a very popular show. So my brother's, restaurant they would listen to this show in the morning and you know how it is in radio especially am 
they would feature restaurants and like you know do food drops and all of that. Right. And they're like, let's have some correct, food. Yeah, and let's talk yeah. About it. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if it was sold or whatever. So, anyways, my brother's restaurant gets selected to actually come down and bring the morning show food. So my brother, knowing that I'm going to USF, was like, hey, uh, we my my restaurant got invited to go to the Hooters on the morning show um, and bring them food. Do you want to go? And I'm student at USF. Like, Hell yeah, I want to yeah. go. <laughs> so we go down, um, and it happened to be that that morning they were talking about on the radio why men don't like to shop. And growing up as kids, my mom worked in fashion retail. She worked at Saks Fifth Avenue. She opened Macy's stores up north. So we were always around fashion and because of my mom. So I'm listening to the women talk about how their husbands don't know anything in this and that. And it's actually making me like, are you kidding me? You're like, you're generalizing guys. right? That's so not true. Like, <laughs> I was like kind of pissed off about it because I'm like, what are you talking about? So we go up to the station. <laughs> we go into the studio and the first thing I noticed, cause it sounds so big on the radio, right? Like more right. like think of Calta's house in his studio. That's what I'm thinking. I go into the studio. It is literally half the size of this room. And there's like nine oh people God. in town. Like, <laughs> it sounds so big on the air. Yeah. I'm like, this is it. This is the morning show. So it blew my mind. I'm like, it sounds massive on the air, but in reality you're in a room. Right. <laughs> oh, and so oh I was intrigued my. by that. And so my brother comes on to bring the food and they're talking, whatever. And so I couldn't shut up. So I said, <laughs> I literally, had, I found my moment. This is my time. I said, I said, can I ask you ladies a question real quick? And they're like, they're like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm actually, I'm with my brother. I said, I just, I couldn't help but overhear what you guys were talking about on the way in about how guys don't like to shop. And they're like, uh-huh. And I was like, you're kind of stereotyping guys and most of us guys don't appreciate it, especially the ones that like to shop. And they're like, who the Ooh, hell is this kid, right? And so they started throwing like designer names at me. And I'm like, Jean-Paul Gaultier. I'm like throwing stuff back to them. And so there was this natural yes. banter. And so when it was over, it was a great bit and they're laughing and we're having, we're this great time. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. I was like, um, how can we do this again? I was like, I'm a student at USF. I would love to get an internship here. And they're like, nobody's ever asked us that before. We've, I don't wow. think we've ever had a college kid in here before, right? So they're like, we don't know how this works. We, we have no idea. Oh my so God. I went to the GM, Jerry, who was listening. And I was like, I would, how can I be an intern here? I'm going to USF to be a mass comm student. And I know like this is what they want us to do. And so he goes, I, I don't know. I have no idea. You go talk to your professor. <laughs> so I went back to USF, talked to my professor. I said, I have an opportunity potentially for a, an internship at a radio station. He's like, this is great. This is what this, the college is all about. I'm like, so I'm how the does this show. Right? I didn't tell him that at first. No, I was not telling him any of that. I kind of left it open-ended. And so he gave me some papers and he goes, you need to have this GM fill it out. It's basically to like log hours to show that you were there and like what you're doing. There was like a whole procedure, but you get college credit for that. So that's why it has to be documented. Oh so you goodness. get a full college credit, right? So I, I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm going to really do this. So I went to the station. I got him to fill out the paperwork, the whole nine, and then literally got an internship as the Hooters on the radio intern. That's amazing. And so literally the first, I would say the first like, I don't know, six weeks, I was literally their bitch boy. Go get us coffee, my drive cleaning. My, can you take the keys to my, go get my dog? My dog needs to be, I literally didn't, like I wasn't doing anything that I thought I was going to be doing. And so I finally took it upon myself to go, this isn't really what I thought I was going to be doing. I thought it was going to be fun and like this and that. So I'm like, I just want to start learning about what I'm seeing. So I sat with the board op bill. I'm like, show me what are you doing on the board? Like, why did you pop that up? Where's the commercial break? I started learning how to do stuff and produce commercials like I was trying to do everything and one morning the morning show finally woke up and we're like we have a kid we're not like we're not sending him out to do crazy stuff like we need to start sending him go do stuff so this is where it all begins we've just so, got those kids sitting around so yeah they started they started sending me out to do like crazy street stunts and morning show bits and, and, and whatnot and the one that got me the name the big news of the morning this many, many moons ago was when what is now known as Raymond James Stadium, the city of Tampa taxpayers approved a half cent tax that would allow us to buy and pay for what is now Raymond James Stadium. The old Hulaham old sombrero or whatever is what we were playing in at the time. And so the people of Tampa spoke and they said, we approved the half cent tax. We need a new stadium. That was huge news. And so um, on this morning, they had um, the groundbreaking ceremony, right? So the dirt is dug and this is a huge deal. The city of Tampa is finally getting a new stadium. The next morning, 
the crew called me, the producer called me. He's like, Greg, your dad's in construction, like remodeling houses and stuff. Yep. He goes, you have a hard hat? I said, I do. He goes, you have a shovel? I said, I do. I didn't know what was going on. He goes, you got a, like a flannel shirt? And I'm like like the stereotypical construction guy. I was like, yeah, where's this going? He goes, just listen. He goes, bring that stuff with you to work tomorrow. We're, don't come into the office. We're going to tell you where to go in the morning and just head over there and we'll call you. Okay, cool. So they sent me over to the stadium. And they called me and they're like, are you there? I said, I'm here. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, do you see the, uh, the tent where they had the groundbreaking yesterday? I said, yeah, I see it. It's like in a fenced in area over there or whatever. Go over there. I'm like, I can't get in there. It's like fenced off. They're like, figure it out. Call us back. Oh my so I'm literally God. like, okay, right? So I literally had to hop the fence through my, I threw my shovel over what they still had the seats, like from the ceremony and the tent and the whole nine. Right. So I, I throw the shovel over, I, I hop over the fence, I call them back. Now, mind you, this is like flip phone days with the little earpiece thing or whatever, late <laughs> 90s, right? So I had the little thing. So um, I'm like, what's going on? They're like, you see where they have the ceremony? I said, yes, they can start digging. And I'm like, what? They're like, just start digging. Oh my God. So I'm like, okay, I'm like 19 years old. Nobody's like really around. So I was like, okay, they just want me to start digging. I'm not hearing what the setup is on the air. Cause I'm just there. The setup was, is that Hulahan stadium is such a dump that we want to do everything in our power to get this stadium sped up like quickly. So we're sending our street goon out to basically help speed up the process. We're all taxpayers. <laughs> we want to see this thing on, like, let's get it going. So we're sending our guy out to do his part and start digging right now. So it was a great setup, but I didn't know any of this. Yeah. So I'm literally out there digging. You can literally hear the shovel going oh in the ground. They're God. like, we're going to check back with you every 20 minutes to see how you're doing. I was doing this for like an hour. I'm sweating. Oh I'm my out there God. I'm like questioning I'm every bit of like, your it's existence. It's crazy to think about this years later right now. I'm like, I literally like helped dig Raymond James Stadium. It's insane <laughs> to think, right? Actually. So I put my work in city of Tampa. Um, you should have a seat at that game <laughs> every Sunday. <laughs> so there is a construction trailer not too far off in the distance. And um, all of a sudden uh, I see a, a staff member finally is like, what? Like somebody comes out of there. It's like, what? going on starts to make his way over to where i'm at so uh i happen to have them on the line I'm like guys somebody's coming somebody's coming they're like relax we'll tell you what to say oh like they're gonna God. feed you lines right <gasps> this is not gonna end well i, I didn't know at the time because again i'm like oh i've got the radio station behind me <laughs> dude comes over he's like hey uh what what's going on like what are you what are you what are you doing i was like uh and they're telling me i don't remember what they were telling me say like i do remember them saying i was with the union and something like, i'm with the union they told me i had to, i had to come out today and finish up the job like so they're feeding me things to say to try to throw this guy off and at some point the conversation goes left i think i like was mouthing off to this dude i was getting a little cocky because again i'm like i got the radio station behind me <laughs> so i'm getting into like this All the verbal people in the yeah. cubby. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not going good and uh for whatever reason i see a police car pull up oh and my i God. freaked out and i just started running oh like i took God. off i'm like douche and so I'm, I'm running. Where am I running to? I have no idea. I'm panicking. I'm a 19 years old college kid. I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm running, right? And I'm like Forrest Gump. And you can hear the like running on the air. It's like, shh, shh, shh. And like, I'm like, I don't know. Anna. And then all of a sudden, blink. And my thing comes out of my ear. The phone goes oh my dead. God. Live on the radio. Oh so the whole city's listening to this. Like they knew the cops were there and Greg's running. And so it goes dead. Nobody knows what's going on. I'm running. The police officer pulls up next to me. As I'm running, <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Do you want to stop? Uh, I just want to ask you a question." I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm, I'm like, "I'm gonna get, I'm getting arrested right now. I'm getting arrested. Oh, I'm freaking god. out. I'm like, I'm going to jail. They're gonna, they literally gonna send me to jail." <laughs> there were no trespassing signs on the fence, by the way. I didn't. I mean, I saw that at the time, but. I, oh. I'm going to go to jail for trespassing. So, um, so the cop stops me or whatever. I had the flannel shirt on, but underneath it, I, I had a um, Hooters on the radio t-shirt underneath, right? So he pulls me over. I'm, I literally started crying. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm like, I'm going to jail, Aaron. I'm going to jail. I'm like, listen, I didn't want to do this. They made me do it. And so he's letting me just shoot Sal. I'm just spitting out stuff. I'm sa I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this. I'm just a college kid. And so I'm opening my shirt. It's the radio Hooters on the radio. They, they told me to come and do this. And so after I like calm down, he's like, listen, he goes, I gonna be honest with you. I was just driving by listening. And I had to come see if you were. Oh my God. <laughs> How oh lucky is 
my God. So, oh. Am I going to jail? And he goes, well, he goes, we did get a call that somebody was crazy was in this <laughs> containment area. And I was like, okay. I'm like, but it was Diggy. a radio. Right. So he wasn't going to arrest me. He goes, I do need to speak to your superior though. And I was like, oh crap. So I had to call the GM who was, all this was on the, okay. All this is happening on the radio, right? <laughs> I don't know any of this at that time. The GM, when this happened and everybody's listening, the GM kicked the studio door open and told them all three of you in my office now, like pissed. Oh and they're like, God. I think we just got our intern arrested. This might be our last show. Like they were literally like, cause he had no idea. Everybody's listening. Like the cops are arresting Greg. You guys got our intern arrested. You're going to be in some serious shit. Like, so the, the cop calls the GM. Our only intern. Right. By the, by the, the only, the one, only one we've ever the had. Cop calls the GM. I'm, so I call the GM and he's like, Greg, are you okay? I was like, no, Jerry, I'm not. I'm like, I could have seriously gotten arrested. The cops here, he wants to talk to you. So he just wanted to confirm, like, this is like yeah. the... And so they ironed it out. I said, before you hang up to the cop, I said, before you hang up, let me talk to him. So, and so I'm like, do they know that I'm not arrested? And he goes, no. I said, well, do not let those a-holes know that I should have been arrested. And do not let them know because I want to listen to what's happening uh, on the radio on the way back to the station. Don't let them know I'm not arrested. Just don't say you don't know what's going on. And Ooh, so, yeah, so the literally they go back on the air and people, listeners are calling in. They're like, that was the funniest ish we've ever heard. Like, what's going on? I want to go see if he's around. <laughs> so I'm listening to all this. Oh like, guys, this, this might be our last radio show. We And so BL, who's one of the other girls, said when I was running, it was like I had the name third. She's like, he's running like he's got three legs. Like, third leg Greg is on the move. <laughs> and so literally, like, that's how the <laughs> name came. was like I was running so fast when the cop is like, I have three legs. Like, third leg Greg is on the move watching. So that wow. on top of the fact that they said I had a lot of balls to do the stuff that they would send me out to do is kind of how the name got okay. started. But all right. So I'm, li I'm listening, I'm listening the whole way back and they're literally like somber mode. Like this is not good. Like we could be in some good. Scary. So there was like five minutes left in the show and I kicked the studio door open. I'm like, you a-holes could have got me. And we're like, Oh my God, you're not arrested. I'm like, no mother efforts. You sh I should have been arrested. So God. then the name third leg Greg from that moment, just stuck because she wow. said it in the moment and it just was like they died laughing and just <laughs> it stuck and so literally that's how the name third leg right came to be because i was running so fast from the cops trying oh to get away my God. Yeah, there were some other crazy street bits that they sent me to do, but that was the thing was no matter what they sent me to do, I would always go do it. And so they're like, this kid's got balls. Like he's, And I, it was early, different days of radio. Again, yeah. like you just did what it took to make a name, a personality for yourself. And that's kind of how the trek started. And so Jesus, that was my beginning of my radio career. Did, did you ultimately end up working for them? So... Yes. So the radio station, the GM, again, I was the intern. Now I'm doing stuff, having a personality, whatever. But again, I was learning everything at the station. So now I knew how to board up. I knew how to record a commercial. Mm. Remember, this is an internship. So the internship is getting ready for the semester to come up. And so I asked the GM, I said, listen, I've, and I was also board opping weekend shows. Like they had, um, it was a brokered radio station, yeah, kind of like yeah. uh, H&Z is, or even Bone on the weekends. Where if you're a medical professional, lawyer, whatever, you could pay for airtime. So mm -hmm. they had those kind of shows on the weekend. I would run the, uh, run the board and I would get paid hourly. So now I'm like, I'm making money even as an intern because I learned how to do stuff. So my final project, I went to the GM. I said, listen, I think I've learned enough and have done enough. Hear me out. I said, would you, <laughs> would you give me as a project, this like a final project, let me have my own radio show. And he laughed at first and I'm like... No, like I'm like, it could be at three in the morning. I don't care. I was like, I just want, I think I've learned and I want to put it to the test basically. Yeah. And he goes, you know what, dude, you 100% have earned that. So I'm going to give you one hour on a Saturday night at eight o'clock. He goes, however, this is a project. 
this is this is talk radio. This isn't music. No so, music. Yeah. No music. Wow. So what are you talking about? And what's the show about? Like, what's your premise? And I was like, oh crap, I didn't I didn't think about any of this, right? <laughs> so now, but I, but it was a challenge. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. So he goes, I'll even one up you. He goes, you have three commercial stop sets in your hour. And I'm like, well, how long are they? He goes, you could say five minutes each stop set. So you have up to 15 minutes in your hour. I'll go let you, you can go out and sell your own commercials. I was like, what? He goes, you can go sell your own commercials. I was like, to who? He goes, to whoever you want. I'm like, how much do I charge? How much do you think you should charge? I'm like, this is like a one of like, this is like a fire in radio sales. Like, right? So, yeah. but again, Imagine if somebody just said, you can have your own radio show, you can sell your own commercials, go. You're going to go to every like person you know, mom yeah. and pop shop. So I lived in Carrollwood at the time. I went to a pizza parlor, a consignment shop. I, I mean, I went to a bowling alley and I was literally, I was like, look, I'm a college kid. I have my own radio show coming up in two weeks on a Saturday night at eight o'clock. I'm looking for people to support my show, but you're getting something in return. I have actual commercial airtime. I will give me what you want me to say. I'll record your commercial. I'll let you hear it before it ever plays. 50 bucks. I'll give you two commercials. So $25 a commercial. You'll get two commercials during my show. And I sold probably like eight or nine people to give this college kid 50 bucks because he said he has a radio show. He's a local. So they, they saw the grind. Yeah. And so Damn. I got the money. I recorded all the commercials. It's funny too because my first... So basically... I went and figured out my show was going to be the third leg Greg show, appropriately titled, which um, I was going to do an Ebor update because this is again back in the uh, you know okay. late nineties. So Ebor was a That's whole where ball you of clubs, and that was like it was like Mar like there were so many clubs and bars. So I I went basically club by club to figure out what DJs are there, what's the music format, who's rocking tonight. So I did like an Ebor update on my show to kind of give people the rundown of what's going on tonight in Ebor. I had one of my friends at US excuse me, at USF, <clears throat> went to MTV and did a summer internship in production and was doing all sorts of stuff at MTV. I'm like, I definitely want to talk to him because he's probably got crazy stories. I was writing music reviews at USF for a hip-hop magazine in Tampa called The Hive. So I was like, let me let me get the, uh, the editor on to talk about hip-hop and underground hip-hop in Tampa. So I literally built out a 60-minute clock and I had commercials. So the third leg Greg show premiered in like, I guess it was in 1996, 97. I, I want to say it was 96, 97, somewhere in there. And um, it was awful. I remember listening back to it. <laughs> it was terrible. But again, no direction, like just yeah. kind of winging it, like listening back to it. It was hilarious. But I had content. I had commercials. It was funny because then the commercial breaks were Greg's voice. To yeah. Greg's voice, yeah. to Greg's voice, to Greg's voice. Again, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, I probably should have had one of the girls record a spot, but I didn't know. And so, my so that was the show, and that was my final project, and I crushed it. So on that very next Monday, I had to get him to the GM to sign my final papers for my internship, <clears throat> and um, I said, "Hey, uh, Jerry, just out of curiosity, I said I know that this is a broker radio show or bro broker radio station. What just?" humor me if i was to keep this one hour on this saturday night how much would you charge me to keep this one hour and he was like laughing it off he's like yeah greg it's great it's funny i'm like no i'm like just throw a number out there and he's like greg for you like i would literally like it'd be like a hundred bucks <gasps> and i literally took all the money i made on those commercials and i put it on his desk it was like 800 bucks i threw it down i said can you book me for the next eight weeks and he goes are you serious i was like <laughs> The money's green, right? Yeah. And he was like, F it, you've earned it. And wow. he let me have it. So it I, sounds so simple. Oh it's so my complicated God. now. It's so complicated. <laughs> so but I, I earned it because of the you know, the stuff. But on not the everybody show. can grind like that. I yeah. mean, that's so, impressive. Uh, yeah, and then the and then the businesses that I did get now it's like you helped me land this as a weekly thing now. So if you want to keep your commercials Let's switch it up each week or whatever, and I'll figure out somebody else to record your spots. And so that kept <laughs> kept me on the air because, again, they were like, for 50 bucks, okay. So two spots basically paid for my radio show. My two so I learned quickly about the business and how to do it on my own. Yeah. And so that lasted for almost like seven months until I got my real dose of radio reality and showed up to do my show and my key card didn't work. That's not <gasps> I've a, that's, heard that's not the a stories. Thing. People still make <laughs> Yo, jokes today not, about like, right, hey, you know, good thing my key card works. Still works. So it was like, bleep, what? it was red, right? But then I had a physical key as well to get into the studio. So 
I figured something was going on and my key's not even working in the lock. <laughs> so I'm like, what's going on? Right? Because I had a DJ on my show now who would bring up his turntables, oh Cramtronics. So like I turned it into like a legit show because like I'm seven months in now. I had local hip hop artists coming on the show. It was like, it became a thing. And so I go to call the GM, his phone's disconnected. <gasps> I can't get a hold of anybody. Oh, I'm a kid. I'm no. freaking out. I was expecting to hear my show, oh, like my all 12 God. people. So <laughs> I finally get a hold of Spaniard, the producer from, from the Hooter show. I'm like, dude, like, I'm like, what's going on, man? Like, I'm trying to get in my show. The key won't work. He's like, you didn't hear? I'm like, hear Aww. what? He goes, the station's been sold. I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? Uh, he goes, it's been sold to a Spanish broadcasting company, which it still is to this day. It's like La Mega, 760. Uh, so oh, I'm like, God. so what does that mean? He goes, Okay, Greg, let me break it down to you. <laughs> uh, it's a Spanish broadcasting station. None of the programming is Spanish, including your show. It's new owners. They own it. Nobody works there anymore. Your key doesn't your work. Your key doesn't work. <laughs> Nobody's phones work. You're done. Wow. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is like around 90. This is before. It's like early 98. And literally then, standing at the door. Literally nothing. Jesus. And that was the end of it. How and so it was awful. It was awful. That was my first radio reality. Oh and then God. this was the year that Wild 98.7 started. And that station, like when I was in high school and before high school, I mean, FLZ and Wild were the ones I remember. It's like the Guns ones in the community. Yes. Like, yeah. Out. Entrenched. Yeah. We were, that's the whole reason why Wild was successful was because we were so in your face mm -hmm. no yeah. holds barred party station we're going right at flz it was a war no question like radio wars it got physical <laughs> i mean people don't understand there should be a documentary honestly about the war that was between <laughs> flz and wild and we a lot of us are still around to tell the story um but it, it would get really heated and again because we came in flz is a heritage station it still yeah. is and here comes this like punk ass kids station just playing Limp Biscuit to like Master P. Like we had no holds barred. Like it I mean, was it was a truly wild. It was <laughs> legit, but that's what this area needed at that time. And it was we're going to be on the streets all the time in our jeeps, throwing out shirts, giving stuff away. That's what's going to win, and it totally worked. This is um, funny memory I just <laughs> thought of uh, when I was in seventh grade. Here we go. Was it seventh grade when I was at Transfiguration <laughs> yes. oh Catholic school? Okay. So I was in my phase of hip hop. Okay. You remember we, we like to call it your white sneaker days. <laughs> my white sneaker days. <laughs> okay. I like it. I and like I it. asked my mom if I could go to Last Damn Show yes. 5. Which was um, was the drop. <laughs> um, I remember four. I, I can't Who was five? Was, it, was that uh, I don't remember. I think I blacked it out. Okay. So oh my my mom and a couple of their parents agreed we could go to this, but they had to go too. Oh boy. But they did not know what we were listening to. Okay. They had really no scope of like what what it was. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, it has a curse word in the name of the show right. that I wasn't supposed to say. And yet they agreed <laughs> that we could go to this. Oh so it's like me and my three friends, Ashlyn, Amanda, and Sammy C. Uh-huh. In one line, and then all the parents are sitting behind us, uh -huh. and then in front of us is just like the other concert goers, but they're like smoking weed, weed yep. and and just twerking, <laughs> and they're at one point on stage, somebody's chugging a bottle of some alcohol, yeah, yeah. and I look back at my mom, and I just I feel like she was pale white. Like, what did I do? Where what, what where are think? we? Like, what did they think? Like. I mean, I Did think she not? was traumatized. Okay. I don't know. I think we never spoke of it again, which is why I cannot remember like who was there because I blacked it out. I was because I was actively realizing how embarrassing it was. Oh man! Because I'm just like everything I'm seeing in front of me. I'm oh my gosh, I'm my mom was, is watching this. I was right trying now. to think who was at that show that would have embarrassed I wish you. I still had the shirt because I had this big like triple XL shirt. I mean, like I remember for. I remember six. I don't remember five. I don't know if that was like Wyclef or if that was uh, Diddy. We had Diddy. We had Busta Rhymes out there. I the locks. I, like, it. I mean, it might be on there. Yeah, that was, uh, but anyways. That, uh, that was my um, okay. my my time at Last Year to Five. Glad we were a part of your childhood. I'm glad. Watching. But yeah, Wild was um, was a hell of a ride. I mean, I was there from basically the beginning, literally when the Josh and Brian days, like of how that whole thing started, <gasps> probably 
60 days into that station's launch. So pretty much from the beginning all the way through uh, 2000 and almost to, almost to the, uh, it was to the end of 2005, right at 2006. And that's when my contract was up. And that's when we're like, we're going to go in a different direction. The crazy part about that was, yeah. is that I never fell out of number one or number two at night. And I was like crushing it at night. Like we were number one, 12 plus at night across like wow even the older demos i was getting crazy bonuses it was it's a whole thing um which, <laughs> but that was uh it was an epic run because i mean it was pretty much the number one night show for almost seven years um and it availed me opportunities of doing amazing things as you know um got to broadcast at the vmas i got to broadcast at the billboard awards That's the world awesome. stunt awards in los angeles oh like my god the vmas were a whole that was that was next that was the vmas that um uh jimmy fallon hosted and britney uh michael jackson received a lifetime achievement award i remember, oh, that. I remember Spears, that and then guns and roses came out and closed the show. Close the show. Yeah, that's <gasps> the one i was at and the dude listen <sighs> so the dudes from i'll never forget this so when you leave the actual awards because you're in, you're in um, Radio City Music Hall, there's a lobby area. So like, mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you're lower level or you're up, you have to go kind of like through the lobby. So even if like you're a major superstar, you're down in the lower level area. But when the show gets out, everybody kind of meanders to the lobby. So the dude that was with the radio station was my board up, Conrad. He and I like as soon as Guns N' Roses started, I'm like, I want to go down because I wanted to get up to honestly closer to see the Guns N' Roses, knowing that people were going to be exiting at that yeah. point because the confetti was shooting. They did one song. So we go down. And, um, as soon as we get down there, the, like people are starting to filter out. So I'm like, it was good timing because all the stars and celebs were kind of like meandering in and the dudes from Jackass were down there. Oh my and gosh. They, listen, they were tore up. Like these guys are on some, like their eyes were, there was no, gone. their pupils gone. were all black. I'm like, these guys are on, they're on stuff. And so, um, I remember like, um, the dude, Aaron from Jackass, who's like one of the, not big guys but yeah the, I, I remember yeah him. so aaron like i look over at him and he has no blacks in his or no color in his eyes and he's grinding his teeth like this oh and i'm like do you need some God. water dude he's like yeah you got some water i'm like here i gave him a bottle of water and he just like takes it like chugs it i'm like these dudes are on one but literally like you're rubbing shoulders with like the all this a-list celebrities oh, just because you're in that, that. you don't so you're not crazy. like saying anything to them but and you can't look like a jabron like you're like a fan get a like, picture. yeah I'm, uh, I'm not doing any of that i'm just literally standing and observing and i'm like is this real life right now like you're literally surrounded by everybody you just watched on television for the last like five years you're just uh, standing in a room with them it was crazy that was when like the the vmas were like still uh, peak culture peak. yeah like, that was celebrity like super bowl of celebrity but, but the performances were yeah. always Amazing. so good and yep. over the top yep. and just like real performances and now i think it's gone so far away from yeah. they don't kind value of it the way they used to they don't but again it was just what uh, year was that that was oh three or uh, i think it was 2003 awards Somewhere in that realm. Yeah, you can yeah. look it up. Jimmy Fallon hosted yeah, it. It was yeah, one of the yeah. best. It was one of the most watched ever. It was ever. one of the best. It, wow. was, it really was. To be there, part, part of that was awesome. And everywhere they went, I always thought it was best when they were at Radio City. Because they moved it around all the they time. They did. It always seemed like the best ones were there. It was just made for that. It really mm -hmm. was. It really was. Um, the Billboard in Vegas was pretty cool, too. Um, and the World Stunt Awards which was in Los Angeles in 2004. I've never been anything like this. When you say World Stunt Awards, it was at the Paramount Studios lot um, in Los Angeles, in Hollywood. The actual awards itself were on the lot in like this, uh, it was almost like an amphitheater, but it was outdoor. And so the actual award show itself is a stunt show. That's so it amazing. starts like with this whole movie thing and like a helicopter. Ah. With, so, and literally here comes a helicopter onto the movie set and the dude drops from the helicopter and a Porsche comes crashing onto the stage. And here comes Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you live it? And I was like, what is going on? It was a governor. <laughs> and like, I'm telling you, literally all that award show does is it, it awards and honors the year's previous um, uh, movies Stunt that were the, yeah so all like the rock movies and all the huge action movies all those men and women who do those crazy scenes the award show is to award them in hollywood for doing these crazy scenes so 
As that should, should be, be more televised. It, it, was yeah. on, well, that, it was on Spike TV then. So oh. um, so again, that was like the perfect award yeah. show for Spike TV. Spike TV. So we were on God. the red carpet. I'm interviewing Kevin Nealon and The Rock. And like it was, uh, again, a whole nother experience that, that oh. radio availed me. And then literally the, when I left the radio stations, when I started working for the lightning and really it's kind of been like the rest is history. Yeah. So, and you are the in-game host now for not just the lightning, not just also the, lightning. the USF football, men's and women's basketball, city of Tampa events. Um, you name it. I mean, I just got back from uh, North Carolina this weekend, this past weekend, uh, hosting the um, women's lacrosse championship up in Cary, North Carolina, wow. which was amazing. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So I've been doing NCAA events, the Frozen Four. Um, I did all the NHL events this year from the Winter Classic at Fenway Park. I did the uh, All Star festivities in Sunrise and did the uh, Stadium Series in uh, in Raleigh. So I become like on the top. Um, of the Rolodex, so to speak, for the NHL and the NCAA. And I mean, again, representing our city, because again, you, there's a lot of major cities in the NHL, Boston, New York, all these huge cities, LA, and they all have hosts. Most of, most of these team have hosts. Um, none of that have, I think have been doing it longer than me, except for my buddy, Mike Todd in Columbus, who's been doing it 20 plus years, but I'm on season 17 now. And I never aspired to want to do those kind of events, but the league pays attention. And so when they come to our city, they came here in 2018 when we hosted the all-star festivities. And I, I, I guess that was kind of like a tryout. And I got to host a red carpet player walk for that event. And I took it very seriously. Like I studied, like I had tidbits on every single player, every single coach. So when I did the red carpet, like I had something to start the conversation with all of them. I took it very serious. And I think it resonated with him. Like this guy took it serious. He was good. He was prepared. The fans loved him. He was engaging. He's not just like He's saying, not just some, what can you expect? Right. What do you <laughs> expect be to me. be here? Like, uh, <laughs> what, can you what, are your, what are your goals <laughs> for this? What is the... <laughs> so I prepared. And so... Um, that led to the global series and going over to Stockholm, Sweden and hosting that. And then we had back-to-back Stanley cups, even though in 2020 it was during COVID, we still did stuff on a lower scale with fans, but then it was here in 2021. Then I did the all-star game in 2022 and it's literally been every, every year just keeps getting more and more. Oh my so God. it's been a whirlwind. Like did I, you go to a boat parade. Did you get to be on a boat? So when the first year's boat parade, the one that we did, um, that was at Raymond James stadium after the parade, I couldn't do the boat parade because I was at the stadium. And so we were waiting for the boat parade to finish because the procession was going to get on trolleys and then make it to the stadium because remember it was still COVID. So people had a social distance. That's why we did it. Raymond James, because you can fit the most amount of people, even social distanced. We had a gazillion people there, but everybody had four seats in between them. You know, it was a whole thing, but I had to be there kind of, you know, waiting for the moment. Now I had to stall and keep that crowd engaged for almost 90 minutes because they were oh. that much, they were late. So again. And how many times oh, can you say, how uh, are you? So <laughs> but they were, I mean, again, you have to, you have to be creative in those situations because again, they don't prepare you for a 90 minute delay. So Franzone was like, Greg, I, I know this is going to be a tall task, um, but we're going to have to stall as long as possible. So anything you could possibly think of to keep these people engaged and uh, fired up, you let you just roll with it. Like, we're going to keep your mic hot, and then you just go and turn it off when you're done. So I started doing, like, any kind of, like, spirit contest, started going down the entire roster, only cheer if this is your favorite player, and, like, like literally trying to kill time as much as possible, but we did. We figured out a way to do oh. it. So I feel like I would pull a Tina Fey in Mean Girls and be like, okay, make a list of all the girls you hate <laughs> in this stadium. <laughs> 
That's and then funny. talk out your problems. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be here a while. Yes. So, yeah. So I didn't have a chance to really be a part of that one. And then the one in 2021 that was at Julian B. Lane Park that the, the hurricane blew through and destroyed everything. And Yanni Gord was sliding mm. on the thing on the, on the dolly and everything. It was like thunder and lightning. That was awful. Like, Oh, my oh. God. The boat parade was amazing. But as soon as they got to the river center is when this wall of god awful weather blew through it knocked everything off on the stage the stage was destroyed oh, the man. vip tent was oh. ravished because people were looking for cover it was it was awful i'm not gonna lie like it was scary like me and dave randorf at one point thought we're gonna get electrocuted because we were stuck under a tent that was just water was chugging out of it and there's electrical boxes in front of us and just metal poles well, they took everything they, yeah metal poles they took all the they killed the power but i'm like there's still like you just said metal poles and wind and like we could not move. I'm like this. I'm like legitimately scared right now. <laughs> and so it blew through, but the entire stage was destroyed. This was just one of those like you know, genuine Tampa pop up yes, terrifying summer storms in July, yeah. but like violent. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so, like black wall of clouds. Yes, and you could see it coming up the river walk. We're like, we need to bail now and told people get to cover. Now, where are you going to get to cover, Julian Blaine Park? Like, it wasn't a whole lot of places to <laughs> yeah. go, right? People had to Uber there because nowhere to park. So that was kind of a nightmare. But again, I mean, the boys did the best they could, made the most of it. Um, but that was a crazy, crazy day. So yeah. it's been a it's been a crazy run. Like God. I've had a I've had a crazy epic entertaining career and i'm very thankful that i chose a fun path it's been a yeah. lot of work i mean i know you can't always judge from social media but no. it always looks like you are out somewhere doing something fun yeah. and if i i i tell this to people all the time especially like when i go back to speak at usf you know to college kids or whatever in life the one piece of advice i try to give people is if you love something, it doesn't matter if you feel at the moment that, oh, I could never have a job doing that. But if it's a passion, it's a hobby, whatever, pursue that as you're living. Because anybody can have a job. You can sit behind a desk in a cubicle, punch numbers, whatever. Is that really what's making you happy or is that just to get by who in life just wants to get by right so if you can find something you're passionate about something you love and now you're never going to know right away it's what you're growing up is all about um but the things that please you the most make you the happiest those are the things in your life you want to pursue the most because if you pursue those things is no matter how hard or how difficult it may seem to get to that point you're going to be much happier because you're working towards something you love to do as opposed mm -hmm. to just saying, I got to get a new job because I'm only making $18 an hour. I need to find mm. a job that's 22. And now you're, it's not really the path you wanted to go, but now you're just trying to survive. So if you can find it, and it's not easy. Nobody said it's going to be an easy path to get there. I'm sure your path to getting on the radio was not easy. Like you had to work and put in the work and put in the hours. But if it's something I like to do and I want to do it, I'm going to keep going until I get there. Mm -hmm. So don't give up, even if it feels like, you know, you're discouraged, like you're not making headway, but you're just keep pressing on because eventually it will happen for sure. Hmm. I'm going to go to every pizza place now on Central and be like, yo, my sister and I, we got this podcast. <laughs> we need advertisers. Yes, 100%, dude. <laughs> yes. You guys take that run with it for sure. Well, thank you so yes. much yeah, for being here. So thank you guys. Cool. Thank you guys for having me. That's kind of the uh, it's kind of the story of how we got from point A to point B. So. I'm, I'm, I'm I love it. Very happy to hear it and grateful you came. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. When I think of influential people of Tampa Bay, your name is just top of mind because not only your history in radio, but just sure. now with the lightning and with the with sports, like uh, the sports. There, see, I go again. The I'm, sport. I'm, I'm the a, sport. There is more than I'm, one, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. You feel like an overarching personality. For for our community. Well, so. I appreciate it. I love being here and this is home. So uh, I'm just, I'm happy to be here. Well, thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. And we'll see, see you, you next week. week. <laughs> <laughs>